Hello again. Welcome to the Intergalactic Railroad. I am your host, Mike. I'm your host. I'm your host, Max. No, you're a parasite. I'm I'm the host. You wouldn't be. It wouldn't even be a podcast without me. You don't even know what a podcast sounds like. I'm here to make it sound like a podcast. No, no, you're supposed to say, no, you're the parasite, and I'm the host. But really, the listener is the parasite, and we're the host. Living within us and eating our thoughts, and then arguing Mm. with us in in our own Discord. Is it symbiotic? No. Mm. (laughs) Listener, we're we're drinking wormwood today. Wormwood with guarana. You will be you will be flushed, listener. You will be removed from your own subscription to us. Yeah. I'm not afraid of you. This will be about an hour and a half of me just moaning about my shoulder inju- injury. Max Mike yelling at me about body. Guarana. <laughs> yeah. But, Transcend uh, the flesh. That's the trick. So prepare for the satisfaction. Because we're talking about, what is it, propaganda? A coup? Possible civil war? A civil war of words. Impossible. And yeah. other bullshit like that. And, uh, yeah. A comedy of manners. The uncivil war. Everybody's going to be throwing tea on each other and slapping each other with gloves. Now, here's the facts. Americans are weak and stupid. They don't have the energy, nor do they have the technology or skills to achieve any kind of serious disruption. Everybody who thinks that they're actually part of a revolution or a civil war right now is actually just at a party, basically. It's a protesting party. I can't believe that people think that way. I think that everyone in this fucking country is a goddamn lunatic. And because everybody's not afraid of a fucking civil war, because they think it's going to be a fucking action movie... Motherfuckers are gonna be bombing bars for days. Yeah, they think they're they're gonna live in ca- in Counter Strike, but be able to play it at their high school, like uh, as the <clears throat> campus. Yeah, these are all. Everybody wants to be a school shooter, more or less, because this is America. But, yeah, uh, but but that's already happening. That's not civil war. That's just America. Right. Yeah, but that's yeah. the country we're talking about. Being unprepared for a civil war is they're already doing that. They're already doing. Uh, they're already doing stochastic violence. Like random eruptions of violence are happening that are, uh, that are like created through a, through an atmosphere of increasing tension. However, the everybody that wants to talk about a civil war is trying to cause that to happen. They're not. They're not actually worried about it. I agree with that because they're trying to do. Like it's my opinion, right? Like the violence in this country would more likely be like troubles in Ireland. Or like um, the years of lead in Italy, where you have these like sort of underground groups, sort of social movements, just taking shots at each other on a pretty regular basis. Or like in Ireland, I totally think people are going to start blowing each other up out here. It's way easier to get a gun than it is to get a fucking bomb. But like, once people figure out how to blow up a car, like, or like put bombs on drones or whatever the fuck, it's going to be all over the fucking place and life's going to be hectic. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You gotta think about. You uh, gotta think of the best fucking model for this shit. I'm sorry to fucking keep going. No, you hit it. Hit is it. the Dirty War after Pinochet, where he invented a fucking leftist opposition. There was a leftist opposition, but it was like largely peaceful. It wasn't militant or organized along those grounds. It wasn't prepared to fight a war. He said they were fighting a war, and then started fighting a war against them when they weren't fighting a war. 
and just fucking obliterated them. Set up fucking death camps, fucking tortured people, threw people out of helicopters, all that shit. Because he had everybody convinced that there was this leftist fucking violent faction, exactly like how they're talking about Antifa. And half these motherfuckers are wearing Pinochet t-shirts. So you kind of know where they're coming from. You know, it's not complicated. Just like, just like t-shirts that's like, I did a coup in Latin America. All I got was this stupid t-shirt. Right. But they literally have, yeah, t-shirts with people being thrown out of helicopters. Which, uh, the, right. the people that, the people that, that uh, the helicopter joke people, the rooftop Korean people, those people are our children. And whether they're like physically adults and able to buy guns, they're mine children. And yeah, that's not the people you have to worry about. What you have to worry about is the people who program those people and what they're yeah. up to. And that's those guys are going to be like operating the camps, not owning them. Yeah. Because you know these prison camps are going to be privately funded. Welcome to America. <laughs> it's, they're just going to turn every KOA into a into an internment camp. Yeah. Slash refugee camp slash shooting gallery. Uh, slash meat market. Well, here's the thing. There's two. There's I have a few things. I don't know what they are. No, the first. First of all, we got to talk about. We got to talk about who wants there to be a civil war. Now, I want to I want to give you a small list of people, people who have been writing op-eds in major papers that's, that say, I am so afraid we're about to go into an American Civil War. David Brooks. Oh, wouldn't that be terrible? Thomas Friedman. Yeah. Norm Chomsky. Norm? Old pal. Norm, Norm Chomsky is... Long-standing up. He's, he's afraid that the United States... All these motherfuckers are ops. They're, they're like, yes. not even... Like, Norm is at least, like, pretending not to be an op, where, unlike David Brooks or Thomas Friedman, who are just, like, active, like, war proponents, but... Uh, America must invade Iraq because of my accountability process. Says that my femdom... Fucking... <laughs> fuck those people. They're, like... I feel like, at some points, they glitch, and no one even fucking bats an eye. Mm-hmm. We're like, do you, maybe they don't even fucking exist. Maybe that's just like an office of CIA people just like producing a fucking column once a week. Yeah, it's just a, a generative uh, adversarial network just like producing, produces like the most pasty, disgusting face and then they, they just attach it to a byline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want a vision of the future, uh, picture a stiletto heel stomping on David Frum's neck forever. Money just shooting out of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so the pay pigs want a civil war, and what does that tell me? That tells me that there's other shit going on uh, underneath the surface of what people think they're doing. So, like the CIA and the FBI and the DOD and all of the and the AF, and the AFL CIO, the NFL, the NBA, the uh, LSD. The LDS, <laughs> the WWF, all of these big name acronym organizations, NHS, all these, yeah, exactly. The five eyes, the six eyes, twelve eyes, Argonauts. Um, these, you know, these, these motherfuckers, they want everybody in America to go shoot each other because we are now on the exterminism timeline. They think that they're going to get away with having less service workers and more robots. And so they need to reduce the amount of uh, lower class overproduction. 
I mean, elite overproduction is also a problem that they're struggling with, but but currently, like, the amount of working people that are not working and are therefore busy fucking shit up in the streets is upsetting to the ruling class. And therefore, yeah. they do what people, what the ruling class has done for thousands and thousands of years. They divide and conquer. So no, they you, kill it. Yeah, they reduce the population. They get us to hurt. reduce each other. They yeah. say, BLM is coming for your home. They're going to burn it to the ground. They say, oh, the, the Proud Boys are going to rally and they're going to come and shoot your mom. And, I mean, I mean, did they? Have they shot your mom yet? No. Have they? There, there's like some bad shit happening in America. I will give you this, but I think that the fact that both, the fact that the uh, the like figureheads of both sides will tell you that there's a coup happening, like the the red tribe says, "Oh my God, the blue tribe is caught, is going to do a coup." They've invented Russia Gate out of thin air. They're trying to swift boat us. They're doing a, they're, and they're and now they're going to uh, do a mail-in ballot so that you can't tell whether or not the president won. Then the blue tribe says, oh my God, the red tribe's gonna do a coup. They're gonna confuse the results of the election, try to throw the nomination to the Supreme Court because the electoral college, the mail-in voting and all this other shit. And and then the war hawks on both sides are like, hey, I'm afraid we're gonna have a civil war in America, which is a form of stochastic terrorism where they say, they say civil war in America enough times, they say coup enough times. And suddenly uh, your average like guy down at the bar is like, I'm not gonna let there be a coup. If there's a civil war, I better get my gun and go pick which side I'm on. And then we all go out in the streets and shoot each other to death. And then David Brooks walks out onto the battlefield and just like opens his arms like the, the ringleader and smiles at an invisible audience. Absorbing the blood mist. Mm-hmm. Yes, taking a deep uh, whiff. Yeah. I love the smell of blood in the morning. So, not not that there isn't. I believe that there are legitimately people who are uh, white supremacists that want this shit, and there are also BLM people who are actually, you know, trying to rebel against the system. I believe both of those things can be true while still being instigated by uh, shady actors. Let's say. Yeah, it's important to note that we live in a fascist society. We don't live in a communist society. We live in a fascist society. We don't live in a democratic society, that's for sure. I mean, the democracy that America is since the beginning was fucking written by slave owners. It's a really distinct type of freedom they're talking about. It's the mm -hmm. freedom to own property and have that property, to do whatever you want with that property. To that property and sometimes yeah. that property is people. Yeah, and sometimes it's trees, tree people. They come and they cut down your yeah. trees right in front of you. And you cry, yeah. it does nothing. The trees bleed green blood. But, uh, yeah, so, like, in that context, like, there's fascists killing people, and then there's fucking protesters getting killed and getting beat up, and quite frankly, like, the protests have probably affected people's bottom line. Like, small business people are probably freaking out pretty hard right now, and that's probably a driving factor in the fucking fascist shit. But we're not out there killing people. Uh, you know, like, that's not true. Two black kids got shot mm. at the Chaz, one of them died. The guy, the yeah, but the if you have enough was... people in a fucking city going out and doing shit, somebody's gonna get shot because this is America. That's... It's not like we're out there as a mob kill people there that there was that one guy that just straight iced somebody and then the feds just like jumped him and assassinated him yeah because they keep fucking icing us he shot back 
Uh, it's unclear whether or not that you fucking do in the U.S. That dude also might have been an op, is my opinion. But how, I'm just saying, it to, if you're on the other side of it, it doesn't look like Antifa isn't killing anybody. You know, it looks like there are some people being killed, and they try to forget about their side killing people and remember the other side just yeah. like ours, ours does. Yeah. So like, I guess where I was getting at with that is that like, uh, there's a lot of talk or whatever, but like, there is like a pretty consistent psycho fucking fascist element that's like true. fucking adam waffen and whatever the fuck that's what i'm talking about like no they are killing people like kidnapping motherfuckers in the night taking them out to the desert and skinning them alive fucking they're freaks and like allegedly around them is like the larger republican elements and that's why the proud boys shit is so fucked because they're able to connect these things but like the adam waffen type motherfuckers the patriot front type motherfuckers um that's who fucking like anti-fascist action has been fighting since forever that goes back to like fucking fights on the school bus in the 80s like right, <laughs> like, right. that goes back yeah to like literally kids shit, have. like yeah and um that is like how you force like it's not like people wanted that conflict that conflict was forced on the left like like through Nazi attempts at infiltration of like the punk scene and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And now like the whole Proud Boys things, there's a reason why them and Patriot Prayer go to like Portland and Seattle and fuck with people so that they get that reaction. Because you can't not react because they're gonna fuck you up one day. You could, they're gonna catch you on the fucking bus and fuck you up. And like, if you don't react, then you're nothing really. Like you're just a piece of shit that they can just fucking throw away. Yeah, but and you like, have to, well, you don't have to react the way that fucking all of these thick glasses wearing motherfuckers in Portland do it. That's all I'm saying. Like, oh, everybody in Portland does everything the wrong way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the reason that they go Portland, to these places they can't is even because, make a burrito, man. because they can show up and they can get a rise out of people and they can get a bunch of people to make to lose their fucking minds and make them seem bigger than they are. Like the fact yeah. is, this is this is what I've been updating my beliefs on lately. The fact is, they got like a tenth of the out, the, what is it called? When people show up, they got a tenth of the show up at this Proud yeah. Boy shit last weekend. They got like 200 people. They expected thousands on the order of thousands. So they're an order yeah. of magnitude smaller than they think they are. However, Portland treats them like they want to think they are big, big, dangerous, bad. And like, they're bad. They might even be dangerous in, in certain scenarios. But they are not as prevalent or as uh, highly organized and militant as fucking Portland fears them to be. Well, that's incorrect, though. Um, mm. They're not in Portland, but the state of Oregon has a serious fucking thing going on. Like, here in Eugene, maybe 30 fascists will show up to a thing. And they have the support of the police, and that's a huge fucking problem. But, like, you know, they don't fucking walk around out here by themselves because they're in danger you know if you're openly fascist or if you're wearing trump shit out here we assume you're a fascist and we assume you're out to fucking cause problems mm -hmm. people start looking at you like acting like what the fuck you doing you know and sooner or later someone asks you what the fuck you're doing and then you start screaming the n-word because you're a fascist and this happens like once a week and then they get beat up and like then they go back to springfield usually where the fascists stay like springfield for some reason doesn't 
Well, because the small business shit, they have this idea that BLM is trying to fuck up their small business when really it's COVID fucking up their small business. Well, and Springfield and, is like the place where the working class of that are like not able to afford to live in Eugene are pushed out to, right? Like it's there's always every yeah. every like cool little hip city on the West Coast has some big monstrosity warehouse city outside of it that Ashland, like Medford, it Eugene, exist. Springfield, Portland, and Vancouver. Yeah, uh, but also it's not. It's important to note that it's not that. It's not that they're working class. It's that you have yeah, fucking small petty bourgeois, small businesses, and that kind of shit. That's not. You have like a privileged working class in that motherfucker. The trailer parks are on the edges of every town, and nobody's going to talk about working class people that are living in fucking their cars and shit like that. In their cans. But uh, but the key difference is that you have college towns and then you have fucking industrial towns. Like the extractive economy and then the fucking entertainment economy or whatever. Because college is yeah. fundamentally just entertainment at this point. It's fucking As media. is this podcast, by the way. Yeah, is it? Yeah, <laughs> don't fucking form opinions Com- on our fucking blathering. Yeah. If you if you wanna if you wanna have a serious debate, go find somebody else. This is for fun. Uh we're just trying to figure out what we're gonna do after the fucking uh problems that you all are creating. Yeah. So, so anyway, I think I you're going to fuck this Springfield, you are massively outnumbered by motherfuckers with guns that will hurt you. Like, absolutely will hurt you. And if they come over here, we give them the same. And, like, out in the fucking country, it's pretty... There's rednecks that will fucking hurt you. And in Oregon especially, you got more hippies that, like, there's, like, safe places. But you never really know. Well, here's and the like, so I want to talk about the shape of Oregon. political power. They like take over the state building and shit like that. Chase the fucking governor around the state, and it's completely fucked. They have real fucking political power through the barrel of a gun, and the left does not have that. So they are freaking out in Portland when these guys show up because, like, they have the guns, and but it's a problem. Yeah. All right. I I I think it's interesting to talk about Oregon specifically because Oregon is a state that straddles two countries uh there are if you know in the in the sense of like the way that america was settled creating different cultures within it there are like different Mm -hmm. nations within america this is the thesis of a book i read uh you can come in the discord and debate it with everybody else but i'm not going to talk about it with you but there's there are these nations of america like the, the far west the like pacific northwest all the way down to like san francisco shit that's just the coast. And the coast was settled by gold miners and Spanish ships and all this shit in the past. And there's a way different culture there. You go right over the mountains to the to like the, the flatlands and the high deserts and shit. And then you're in then you're in the, the zone of like oh actually what does he call it in the book? Left coast and then I actually west. don't have a huge like the East Oregon crazy people, like the Bundys and stuff like that. They're assholes, but like they're consistent. Like well, I'm just saying there's, uh, there are these two nations within it there are these, there, that uh, that both like answer to the same political process for some reason, despite having very different value systems. The whole middle, that west part of the country, the, the mountain west, the fucking whatever you want to call it, it's the zone that was too inhospitable to settle until there was railroads. And so the people there are all about extractivism, all about the, the railroads, the fucking going places, digging a huge hole in the ground, putting it on the train and sending it to Chicago. Yeah, the extractive forces. Right. I th- I don't think that the uh, like the territorial nation shit makes a lot of sense in 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 the modern 
situation it, because it does like, if you're talking about a civil war though that's where i'm trying to see it is like yeah no no, no that's what i'm trying to say okay. like cowboys out east are like um have a more in common with the hippies on the coast than they do with the rednecks on the coast but politically they're more aligned with the rednecks on the coast because of that extractive shit. yeah but like culturally those are like the true libertarians like out in the desert and like then you have like it's this suburban element that is like the real fascist shit. it's yeah. these people that like have all this debt to pay off because they've completely bought in and then now feel like they have to go fucking beat back the weeds because they're fucking up their fucking housing situation like if you got a fucking mortgage and you're paying off all these loans on your small business and you're a fucking contractor and you're ingesting fucking lead paint all fucking day you get real <laughs> fucking hypey when you can't fucking work for a week because the smoke's so fucking thick you know mm -hmm. you get real fucking hypey when you own a fucking restaurant or a tattoo shop and you're out of fucking business for two months because covid oh, and shit like that yeah and then as soon as you start opening up again motherfuckers are rioting in the street that's heart attack time. I completely understand why people would be freaking out. But also, most of these people are stupid as fuck in this that's specific direction. across America. Yeah, yeah. People, are, humans are stupid as fuck when it comes to large masses of people. And they're not. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, it's a suburban thing of like people that are closer to the extractive economy that are more fucking financially caught up in this shit. Well, here's my, here's my like, opinion is those people are the you're right that the suburbs it's it's actually like a, it's less like a ter territorial domain of like nation on nation state on state there will not be a civil war in the sense of the mason dixon line or some other like definitive construct of which uh is the in group and which is the out group it will be within every community the suburbs will be attacking the city and the the rural areas will be attempting to like avoid being troubled by this while people continue refugees continue to flood out into them and yeah so if if it's a yeah like actual a country of, people not fighting a civil war i don't think no they got shit to do you got to go milk the yeah, horses they, they're like too busy raising animals and having a farm <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like th this gun is just for shooting dogs that are too old boss uh mm -hmm. No, the, what, yeah. the thing about the suburbs but is you got, you got yeah. a lot of people. Suburbs and exurbs. You got, you got the soft people in the suburbs that that have been playing video games for so long, and and by video games I'm including Facebook, Twitter, you know, fucking watching mm -hmm. the news, all that shit. It's all video College, games at this point. Online courses yeah. now, right? Yeah, online courses, <laughs> joining the army virtually. Uh, it's all. <laughs> Everything is a, everything's an op now and everything's America's army. And if you, if, if those people, like what they really, really want to do is shoot people, but what they do not understand is getting shot. Yeah. This, this, the suburbs are the softest place. Those people have never been injured, physically injured. They've never had fucking scurvy. They've never had scabies and, and staff this infections. They've definitely never been shot at. They definitely, ne they never been shot at. They definitely never been shot in their bodies and at the first sign of pain a lot of americans are going to be like whoa hold up and that people because backed off after that guy got shot in portland like i went downtown all fucking drunk one day after these fucking dudes were having a thing and there's like a couple people standing around with guns i started talking shit literally like ran away 
some of the, <laughs> their medic team came over here and gave me a fucking beer and started trying to de-escalate me and these are fascists that i've never seen fucking do that shit before these guys are always trying to fight you shoot one of them all of a sudden it's oh yeah i'll have a drink with you mm -hmm. they're that's the thing americans are not, are soft not crazy over here. crazy Just but saying. soft and stupid so mm -hmm. like the what's likely to happen is some stupid shit will will go off and make people crazy but what's not likely to happen is that people will get hard, get organized, and do actual battles against each other. They're just gonna like, they're just gonna, yeah, they're just gonna drive cars at each other. And which no, is I think that that'll happen like ten years from now when the kids come up. <clears throat> no, when no, the by kids that point, losing no, fucking relatives and shit like that. In ten years, the fully automated communist party will have uh, overtaken the uh, system of capital. That's the plan. That's when the actual, I think, struggle will be kicking off is when fucking climate change really starts to disrupt the infrastructure and affect the bottom line in a real way. And people are already starting to see that yeah, we're starting to the see game that. is for all the fucking marbles here. Mm -hmm. That, uh, that like, democracy has a really fucking hard time when it's like, who gets to eat? And, uh... Well, and that's why, that's why the fucking narrative op is so hard on the culture war right now. There are, and for the record... I've, I've looked into this. I've read a lot of uh, PowerPoints and uh, United States Department of Defense unclassified documents about narrative warfare, strategic detailed. narratives. What? I have detailed files. I have information that will lead to the arrest of Mike Schmo. Um, yeah, we, yeah, there are, there are files. You, <laughs> you, can read, you can read this stuff. And if you and I can read this stuff from 10 years, 20 years ago, they're talking about military memetics. They're talking about strategic narrative operations, um, which, like, if, they, if we can read that stuff, they're way ahead of it now. And what that's all about is not controlling information so much as controlling the meaning of information. That's what they call it. That's what they say. And so what's happening now, what is the meaning that is being pushed by the like megaphone uh, subsidiaries of the acronyms, the, you know, the DHS and the DMV, um, they operate the CNN and the NBC and the FOX and the ON, ONAN and all that shit. All of those are trying to push us into a culture war based on whether or not you support writing Black Lives Matter on the floor or uh, shooting people who aren't white. And they're like, they're trying to define um, this through this through the system of like white supremacy that already existed in America, but also through the system of identity politics and the like wokeness, religion, insanity stuff that goes off because the last thing that they want is for us to all realize that the enemy is PG&E or whatever your local electric utility is that lets you die in a fire yeah. while turning off your air conditioner because Comcast it's too is the enemy. Yeah, Comcast, Comcast and AT&T are the one true enemy. <laughs> um, they're like your your local municipal government that allows for developers to build big ass stupid buildings no one will ever live in while not actually building anything that people need. That's the enemy, and the last thing that they want is for us to have work have solidarity within all of those people who are not in the ruling class and are therefore doing some kind of work. America's got a fucked up thing like with the small business owners that everybody thinks they've bought in everybody thinks that they couldn't possibly opt out and so everybody wants to be like an independent contractor small business owner free loving 
person where that puts you in the maximum uh, free love. You know, like the gig economy, it puts you in maximum fragility, your maximum precarity. And like the gig economy is just like a shittier version of owning your own business. Like <laughs> that's right. You run a fucking tattoo shop, you run a flower shop, you run a fucking restaurant. It's just the gig economy, except you have to fucking crush people. Also, you know, you got two or three people that you got to bully, or else right. you don't pay your bills. And usually, you don't make that much money, and most businesses fail. Like it's it's a bad setup. Owning your own fucking business sucks. Well, the thing and about it like, is that if you, your business fails because it's not making money, you don't personally take the hit. That's why people run businesses rather than just like operate as like th themselves selling their own wage labor is because you can- Well, like, you've take taken it. And That's what bankrupt. people always don't get. They're always thinking about it in financial terms. You, If you work seven days a fucking week, like 12 days a day or 12 hours a day- <laughs> Fucking 12 days a day over <laughs> well, here. You, 144 you like days hours, every 12 days. 12 days an hour, man. It's like the 12 days but, of Christmas like, every day. No money on it and then you're just sitting there looking like an asshole and pissed off and that's like a very american situation that's like advocated for you know people yeah, it's love actually that considered to be good to like, be a failed business person yeah like john brown was a failed business person by the way speaking of american uh, heroes and that's what you he should failed do like fucking seven businesses before he finally freaked out and started chopping heads uh, but uh yeah so like if you want to organize against you know, Comcast and Amazon and Walmart type shit against, God forbid, oil companies. The, uh, the real devils. Then you need small Demons. business people. You need that precarious section of the economy organized. And it's fucking impossible. Like, from there's way no, back in the day, long-standing problems. Like, Marx wrote about how it's fucking impossible to do that shit. Fucking Lenin wrote about how they weren't even going to fucking be able to do it, so why even fucking try? Yeah, Just, but those assholes like, didn't have text messaging. The future is now. Yeah, but they were not Americans. This is fucking America, and this we is have, America. We have no yeah. culture. Like the thing about the thing, the difference between America and Ireland. And think about this: the troubles. Like you, you're in Ireland. You're in Northern Ireland. You have uh, Catholics. You have Protestants. You have allegiance to the British Empire. All of that shit has been happening for like 500 to 1,000 years at the, at that point. When the, when people start doing car bombs and blowing up bridges in america yeah. there there are like seven million different kinds of person and there's like 15 of each kind of person and so those people can't find each other to like create it'd be like oh yeah we were going to have a baptist revolution but there was too many methodists in town it's like they they people people don't have enough solidarity and therefore they don't have enough actual enmity between clashing things which is why this whole red tribe blue tribe thing is constantly ginned up by those who would divide and conquer us. But I think there's too much I mean, cross-cutting like relationships between p types of people. It's completely astounding to me that we don't live in a socialist country given that there's no fucking culture. Why wouldn't the new thing take over? It's Right, we're cosmopolitan. Really yeah, the cosmopolitan shit should have become communism like back in the 30s. And Instead, it really is watching like reactionary politics in the u.s is super fucking educational and people never really get that shit like looking at the u.s history from a socialist perspective is like super enriching and educational because the socialists lost and everything historically was pointing at this should be a fucking socialist country and like so what happened fucking really really uh strong capitalist reaction and like yeah. Super right, fucking in, in 
really interesting way became the stronghold of capital globally through like the labor camps the fucking like the IWW used to organize fucking timber camps and shit like that and now we got timber unity out here fucking advocating for the people to crush them you know like I don't know what's what's you, timber unity timber unity is this thing in Oregon where all the fucking militias and fucking rednecks talk about how we need to cut down all the trees and you don't need that many trees in a forest and we can just replant them it'll be fine shut the fuck up I will cut them down I will cut all of them down at the at the legs yeah Timber Unity is literally like an astroturfed organization by Weyerhaeuser or some other fucking... The big timber companies pretty much made this organization. But what they have is they have the complete fucking loyalty of their employees. And they at least have produced that narrative. But they have the loyalty of these employees that they treat like shit and kill. You know? Timber is a dangerous fucking industry. Motherfuckers die doing that shit. And motherfuckers work long hours on fucking methamphetamine and get rolled over on a fucking log and die. Yeah, that's true. Like fall out of a tree and bounce off every branch on the way down. Yeah, it's like five times more dangerous to be fucking working timber than to be a fucking cop. Yeah, that's a fact. You can look at that. Yeah. But yeah, so these motherfuckers... dangerous as being a garbage man. They identify with their fucking job and they love their fucking boss. And only thing keeping them like if you love your fucking job and you're a fucking psycho fucking hardworking person uh, no you're the not the only problem <laughs> is you love your boss <laughs> right well you mean it's fine to want to do things in your life however not for the boss yeah we used to work with a guy who would who would grind his fingers to the blood trying to pack more mortar in between stupid rocks that we were putting oh, on the patios that motherfucker he's is has Stockholm syndrome. That motherfucker was uh, British in India when he was younger, and is trying to make up for it by working very, very uh, hard. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, everybody's got white guilt. Uh, we got so we got I got we got a couple of uh, more things I want to consider. Um, but I have but I have to pee really bad. Mm. I'll be right back. We should take a break and yeah. I got, okay. I got like half an hour before I got to run. All right. Okay. Pause. Pause it. be back after a brief message from our sponsor. Intergalactic Railroad is brought to you by Spice. Spice is the high-powered nootropic brought to you by the planet Arrakis, or Dune. Spice will allow you to see through time, plan your future. Spice is the only melange-based nootropic dessert that can 
create a uh, space-time pathway that you can follow on your spaceship. Spice is working to connect all planets throughout the galaxy with the Monopoly Transportation Network of the Spacers Guild. Join Spice today by asking your local Spacers Guild operatives how to acquire Spice and insert it into your uh, brain digestive system or slime pustule as appropriate for your anatomy. Hello again, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Railroad. I'm your host. You're my host. We symbiotically suck the juices of one another. Max? <laughs> so, Guarana. Anyway. Uh, the thing We're about, on. Hmm? Oh, yeah. We're on. Strategic Welcome. narrative ops. Um, the economic basis of conflict. Um, everybody's scared. Running around with a gun. But doesn't want to shoot anybody. Mostly doesn't want to get shot. They want to shoot somebody. Well, Everybody's walking around. Everybody wants to be trying one to until it's time right to be one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think we need to talk about networked insurgency. Have we talked about that on the pod before? Nobody knows. Probably. <laughs> the, well, season five was lost to time, so we, we may not ever know what things we would have talked about on it um, due to that, that blip in the space-time continuum. But A networked insurgencies, they're... Uh, like related to stochastic terrorism, the idea that you know, a uh, guy on the TV yells, "There's going to be a civil war enough times," and then the people with the guns go out to go have the civil war because they're afraid the other guys are out there going to have a civil war. But a networked insurgency, you don't even need, you don't have one specific actor doing the stochastic uh, sort of like raising the boiling point. What you have is a bunch of people playing off of each other, and this is theory from like John Robb and, and like all these fucking, uh, you know. Uh, acronym type guys, uh, the, the PCPs and the uh, two CBs, yeah. FBI. But they, so oh, this was like the this was like the way they were analyze, analyzing and not analyzing the the anal analysis that they were making of this like uh, phenomenon in the Middle East over the, like the you know the like Al Qaeda and then ISIS, ISIL, all that shit. Daesh, the like, mm -hmm. um, the age of networked violence and fourth generation warfare says we are in a position where somebody does a thing and other people elsewhere can observe that thing instantaneously through the network and they can then do a copycat of that thing or an advance and evolution of that thing and they create this open source warfare where everybody can see how everybody else is doing it and you don't need a central coordination point. So you don't actually need a militant command structure to have uh, an army in the streets. And that's what you have right now is you have a bunch of different um, so-called organizations under different names doing similar shit like driving cars through protesters in the bazaar of violence, as they call it. You can like the bazaar of violence is like the marketplace of ideas, but for fun. I think it's important to note that a lot of the the research on network insurgencies comes from like the FBI researching anarchist networks. That's true. But the the real nasty shit like the ISIS stuff 
or like the idea of leaderless resistance or the words leaderless resistance mm -hmm. really took got popularized by the clan really in yeah during the era around the oklahoma city bombing type shit mm. uh william pierce if i remember correctly the guy that wrote the turner diaries he was all about it um of like and that's very much super applicable to the modern shit in the u.s of this leaderless resistance implies like the reason it is inherently reactionary a lot of times is because of network effects and people think it's this liberating thing but it's where identity and privilege actually become a military advantage mm -hmm. because of your white privilege you have access to tools that give you access to tools you can slip in and out of places the cops are more friendly to you mm -hmm. which means you can get yourself to the federal building in a van packed full of bomb right you're not and already like, constantly on watch just for the way you look yeah like nobody was watching mcveigh when he bought all the fucking fertilizer nobody's watching mcveigh when he buys all the diesel nobody's watching mcveigh when he gets the detonators because nobody's he's watching just Kyle a Rittenhouse. crazy redneck out in the fucking pumpkins yeah but like somebody in the city starts doing that not so much you're getting watched you know if you're like an anarchist and you think you're going to be able to get away with that shit you're not that's not what's happening <laughs> if you're an anarchist and you bought a bunch of useful stuff that you're going to use to overthrow the government no you didn't no if you're an anarchist and you got a pile of bricks behind your house the cops are going to come raid your fucking place and say you were going to throw them you know much right. less like fucking bunch of fertilizer regardless of whether or not you have a farm like uh there's some people are under scrutiny and some people are not and this is before we even talk about race and shit like that like gun laws that these the nra is protesting all the fucking time were invented and supported by the nra because the black panthers had guns mm -hmm. you know like some people are allowed to fucking do leaderless resistance and other people are not and the reason they're allowed to do that is because of these social conditions that allowed them the freedom of movement and access that they have which a lot of people it does not you don't feel like a privilege it doesn't feel like you're getting paid shit the wages of whiteness don't actually feel good but like that's where it becomes yeah. you're not just getting rolled all the time if you aren't born with it yeah so the shut up you're not going outside sorry uh so The, so the, yeah, so this is this networked insurgency, this leaderless resistance thing, is active in the Middle East throughout the 2000s and 2010s. As America constantly tries to crack down, they're like, "Well, we don't actually need like nukes and drones and shit to to make you guys mess up. All we need is to blow up your trucks and continue to like take small villages and then retreat." And um, the in, in the process, the United States. The United Snakes spends a lot of money and time and thought on how to influence networked insurgencies mm -hmm. and how to become the leaders of the leaderless resistance so as to make them into sock puppets, right? And yeah. that's, I mean, I mean, like Norm you Chom don't give commands, but you direct the swarm in a major way. Yeah, exactly. If Norm Chomsky says there's going to be a civil war, all the globe hopping, summit hopping, fucking anti globalist black bloc from the that are in their 40s now, they're like, oh, 
Norm said so. So uh, it's gonna happen. So we gotta prepare. Um, but he, but but he's an op, right? He's like he's a he's an asset of somebody, and he's out there. He's just, yeah, it's unclear. He's, he's a liability too. He's a liability to us, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Please don't take away my academic positions. Uh, but but over the next ten years, there's gonna be there's going to be the advancement of this process. We can't, what people are worried about right now, they're worried about the next few months. They're worried about there being some kind of a fucking uh, takeover of the government by fascist forces. That's Looney Tunes. The government's already a fascist force. Whether or not one doddering old man or the other gets into office, they're gonna be coming after the anarchists and they're gonna be trying to put the crackdown on this entire fucking country and put us all under austerity, line us up into camps, make those who can work work, and throw the rest off a cliff. After Ferguson, all these activists kept showing up, having shot themselves in the head a couple times and lit themselves on fire in the back of their car. Yeah. And um, there was like nine cases of that or whatever, and that was after one city, right? Just fucking imagine what's fucking coming when these protests die down again. Just fucking imagine what's coming after the fucking election. It doesn't matter fucking Trump or Biden. Every fucking yeah, city, the fucking core organizers are going to get taken out back and shot. Every single fucking city. And half of them are going to get fucking their brains cored out and replaced with something more professional. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They, but, you get the Wi-Fi chip installed. Yeah. You're fucked if you've been organizing these fucking protests. Because you, you lost. You lost a while ago. You lost pretty much when you started because there's nothing you can fucking do about it. But the police are not getting defunded. You want to defund the police you're gonna need a bigger boat man yeah like they're they're looking at right now that the uh the ruling class is consolidating power and they're attempting to make us all perceive the uh make at least half of the country look at the results of the election as illegitimate so that we will all spend the next few years fighting each other instead of wising up and trying to take down the oil companies while we can however yeah. the zoomers are coming and I think that's an important yeah. point you made earlier. Zoomers, for one days thing... Days of car bombs are passing, and the days of fucking GMO viruses are coming in. Right, yeah. Drones with C4 landing on your head. Like, Zoomers, Zoomers don't give are a shit. They're freaky. Yeah. They they will... they Like, the, the, the K-pop stands will show up at your house in mass or something, in, like, hologram form, and just, like, play BTS clips outside your window until you lose your mind and shoot yourself. Yeah. Uh, so... And not that I'm saying it's a good thing. We're not encouraging stochastic violence on this show officially. This is a the show is parody satire redacted in Minecraft. And besides that, it's entertainment. It's technically world wrestling, if you think about it. We're wrestling. It's like world. wrestling, but like with like public health effects for when the <laughs> fucking gene bosses to produce fucking cancerous spores or something like that. For it's that not even really hard. fucking beige area toxic terrorism. Imagine like you know, like ecological racism or whatever they call it, environmental racism. Right. Yeah, like they put the nuclear plant upwind from your house. Yeah, but like you could just like sporulate black mold over a neighborhood or something. Oh, Probably already happens. I mean, technically, black mold already sporulates over poor neighborhoods because that's like where it is allowed to accrue because of slumlords. So technically, that's like kind yeah. of already happening. But we this need to take it the other more... direction. That's the point I was trying to get at with the network's insurgencies being fundamentally reactionary. 
is that like in the same way that poverty is reactionary in the same way that poverty kills you that's how networks and markets work is mm. they kill the poor mm. and like uh, to do something about it you have to do something in the opposite direction you know uh, well, which would be to cohere perhaps into a some sort of a party structure possibly so like the party thing is a little bit outdated because political parties are garbage yeah, I'm not clear exactly what it is, but the part the political party should provide you with like uh, free food and shoes. I think that the day of the platform is coming. The platform, like, the That's platform right. anarchists need to get with the whole Lenin shit and be like, no, we're building dual power. This is how we're doing it. We're doing it on a fucking platform because it's 2020. It's not 1917. Mm-hmm. We're not making some fucking stupid ass political party that thinks it's going to do this fucking prearranged bullshit. We're building right. fucking Google. We're building Amazon, right? And we're building a fucking war machine at the same time. We're getting and inside we're the loop. all over the rich neighborhoods at the same <laughs> time, as we fucking treat all the cancer patients over here in East St. Louis. While we like take and uh, while we acquire uh, skyscrapers with which in to live and build farms, like uh, somebody, uh, some some Jag off in the Discord was asking, "What's that?" Brutalist architecture with shit growing on it. Exactly. Yeah. Growing we're stuff, getting... stupid. We're Brutalist put... architecture, stupid. It's the combination of the two. That's mm-hmm. what's important. I'm liking it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to build. We got. We got to create <laughs> life forms that eat concrete so that we can live among them, together and eat them. Yeah. Uh, City somebody, made of a tree. Some jag off in the Discord was asking, who's going to own the cans that we stack ourselves into when we're in stacks? And I want to make clear, that's a stupid question. Ownership yeah. of land is not a personal problem. You, If you control the land, it doesn't matter whether you have uh, somebody's name on the deed or not. You are in a stack. You are in a... If you, if you have a whole skyscraper full of platform anarchists who can move and think faster than the uh, dinosaurs of the, the so-called democratic system, uh, the capitalist, uh, like, fascist system, then if you can move faster and outthink them, and if you can produce your own things better than you can get them through buying them from China through Amazon, then you win. And it doesn't matter who legally owns the land because you're increasing agency, increasing access to resources, collectivizing and advancing all the time, rather than retreating into some little ass land project where you and your three friends try not to shoot each other while you're drunk and spend all of your time trying to grow a potato to see if you can while you buy food from the city with food stamps. Folks, potatoes are fine. They're fine. Potatoes are cheap. You can buy potatoes. You can go get them out of a hole in You Idaho. can buy 10 pounds of potatoes for the price of recycling 20 cans in Oregon. You get 10 cents a can in Oregon. 10 pound bag of potatoes like two bucks. Yeah, all you have to do is like hang up one party with your friends and then take the cans in tomorrow. There, and also, you, regardless, like I'm, I'm down to just eat algae or whatever like food source we can make of our own, uh, in mass. But the, uh, the you're right. The the insurgency process is fundamentally reactionary, and that's why all of our people that we think are, used to be so cool that are going out to make land projects decentralized from each other with no communication strategy 
or coordination system in place, you can't win any concessions from people that disagree with you unless you have a way of controlling your people. And that's why QAnon is just like unleashed on the world and will never be stopped because it is open source. And that's why it's reactionary because it will just continue to get worse and worse as people just like enjoy shooting at other people around them and seeing what happens and like are steadily losing their minds. QAnon, I do believe is a narrative op, by the way. It's not entirely controlled, but it is at least seeded by some people with motivations. So I'm a little bit split right now because I want to talk about narrative ops and QAnon because that is the topic. But the anarchist in me also wants to talk about watching America fall is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, let's go there. Fucking like new thoughts about like, okay, wait a minute. What now that I don't have to hate it so much, what am I going to miss about that monster? You know, I love a postal system. Postal service is great. We should keep we should keep one of those around. Mm-hmm. And only one of them. You don't need more than one of them. You need <laughs> one of them. Uh, <laughs> all right. A unified postal service, a unified communication service, a library system, an educational system. You need mm-hmm. one educational system. Um, and it, not, you do it not does not need to be making... For rich kids and poor kids. You, you don't need, need an educational system that is mainly about having football and like making millions of dollars for coaches while like relegating all of the learning stuff to like one weird building in the back. Yeah. Because anyway, it's a profit system. All that stuff is super cool. And I think that we should build one that doesn't suck. You need plumbing. I love plumbing. And plumbing everyone should great. learn plumbing. It's so easy compared to mm. shitting in a hole and digging a new hole. So much better yeah. to just have plumbing. Not everybody needs to learn plumbing, but anyway, so <laughs> all I'm saying everybody is that needs to learn plumbing. and getting on the platform Getting on the level with people is good, and you can make space for freedom in that. You actually build freedom in that. And it doesn't require you to be some sort of fucking psycho party bureaucrat son of a bitch. Hi everybody, this is your host Body speaking, and this is a special announcement just for you. There is no reason to despair when despair does not benefit you. There is no reason to surrender when you have nothing to lose. To live is better than to die, and there's no reason to give away the world to those one despises. This message comes to you as a replacement to a particularly sullen diagnosis concerning the fate of unlucky country people, and it is our wish that you continue with the episode despite the interruption. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Anyway, take a deep breath, drink some guarana. Quit it. Drink some guarana and have a party. Because <laughs> we're uh, building yeah, a the- fully automated party, the fully automated luxury communist party. Come mm-hmm. to it. But we don't have the power to do this shit yet because we don't have strategic narrative operations that can coordinate people on a mass scale to do these things that are actually functional. Because the last one we had was Occupy Wall Street, and the closest we've come mm-hmm. to anything is actually physically move people out of their house into a collected space where the cops have to come and kick them around to get make them go home again which is a hell of a thing but it did not build us the means of survival mm-hmm. so we should probably learn more about that and do it better next time that's right and what we definitely don't need to do is organize a gigantic operation to give money to fucking bernie sanders so that he can then turn around and give it to joe biden that was a mistake we should just give them the money to us 
We should just put the money in a pool and then use the money to go swimming. Check it out. New plan. This is our strategic narrative operation. We're just going to throw it in your face right fucking now that we are strategically narrating you. That's right. This operation, this pod. Welcome to the, the, the new meaning money. of information. We're going to fucking get some tools to make stuff with. It's going to be nice. And what we need you to do. Some fucking maintenance guys know how to fucking operate fucking laser cutters and CNC machines and probably a bunch of medical equipment. Who the fuck knows? A thermal <laughs> cycler and some PCR shit, you know, That's gel electrophoresis or whatever you call it. We're going to get a bunch of shit together. Give us Mold your money. Computer. And also bring us your physical presence, maybe. And send people to listen to the pod. That's what we... That's how you expand this narrative yeah. off. What you can do right now is you can find one friend who's weird enough to listen to this and you can send them this podcast. And then they can send this podcast. If you some, if your friend sent this to you, you have to send it on or you'll have bad luck for 10 years. And then you'll be 20, 30. We're having a no kayfabe episode right now. <laughs> There's <laughs> no this, narrative happening whatsoever. This is We're just narrative. fucking shit right in your face. The narrative is we are the narrative. Join the narrative. Come tell us a story. Yeah. Yeah. But it has to be the same story that we're all telling. Don't be telling me this other crappy story where you're going to just like go become a reactionary because you lost one time at anarchism. Yeah. Said the Globe Twitter account. <laughs> if you turn, by the way, if you guys are on Twitter, put a globe in your handle. It makes everyone think you're a neoliberal and a globalist and a pedophile. And you get in really good arguments, tons of engagement, new followers. Plus, if we do it enough, then it won't mean anything anymore and they won't be able to find each other. Okay, back to the narrative op bullshit. Yeah. A good example of uh, dynamics I don't understand about this is that I can't convince people that I'm a QAnon person. That's a bad I idea can't. to do. I know well, you tried. I genuinely can't. I tried. Yeah. And because like, you're not a like, You're just man. a weirdo. You're not a QAnon. You're not a proper kind of weirdo. You don't I have the paranoid style. Yeah, but that's like an encryption. A way of like, it's a shibboleth. They have a distinct cultural shibboleth that separates them from everybody else because you can tell when someone has that brain worm. The globalist Twitter shit, they're such empty husks that like, you can just put a fucking globe emoji in your fucking name and you're like, boom, you're globe Twitter. But the QAnon shit, you gotta feel it. Yeah, but we don't want you don't want to feel it. We don't need to get those people. Those people are all going to do themselves over. They got they yeah, got their know, shit going on. What I'm interested in is making people feel something. Maybe not that, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely not that. But making people feel shit is a whole fucking interesting. You know, we are we do make media. I'd like to make people feel stuff. What do you think, listener? Send us a message at Intergalactic Railroad at gmail.com or join our discord or go on twitter or psychically contact us in the night or send a hologram projection of bts to play outside of our windows or use stochastic narratives to cause other people to show up at our homes to tell us your messages about what you think about our podcast thank you for listening we'd be immensely grateful to anybody that puts our logo on a giant fucking spotlight and shines it up on the fucking smoke clouds hovering over the west coast (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, we will show up at your house for that. Also, yeah. go to patreon.com slash intergalactic railroad. That's the place to give us your money so that we can eventually get it and then use it to fund everything we're doing here. Um, but more importantly, we're gonna send us your... With it. What? We're going to buy beer with it. 
Yeah, the things that we need to make the podcast. You know what I said. Guarana. Yeah. And it, and what we what we really need is more listening. If you listen to this podcast twice, we will have twice as many listeners. But we, but True. if you send it to a friend and they listen to it twice, we'll have four times as many listeners. This is called geometrical expansification. Mm-hmm. We're going to escalate this. And We're if accelerationists. You, if you tattoo the logo on your chest and then go out there and I'll fucking shoot the enemy <laughs> for us... <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, in Minecraft, we'll have like ten times as many listeners. We literally don't know who the enemy is. Be careful. <laughs> you know, the enemy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. This is Intergalactic Railroad, the only fully automated gay luxury space communist podcast hosted by Mike. Blasting the living hell out of like a fucking electrical box or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoot the anemone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking blowing up parking meters and shit. (laughs) Like an absurdly large bomb to kill a relatively small parking meter. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I will never pay for the parking here. (laughs) I can't get... There it is. Okay. What the fuck? I can't get fucking my mouse to work. There. Okay. I have to... Hey. Goodbye. Yeah. That's right. It's been good. And you bought it. Goodbye. Mm.